Good afternoon, folks. This is uh, Zoe, and this is a very special uh, edition of Just My Thoughts. Uh, today, I have my wonderful, beautiful Woo-hoo! wife uh, hanging out with us, <laughs> and uh, we want to just take a little bit of time to uh, talk to you guys about some things that we were discussing a little earlier. So, they should, you should tell them my name. So, my wife's name is <laughs> Melanie. Melanie. Hi everyone! Thanks for having me today. We were we were just talking to my sister, and she's building a business. And what Lorenzo and I do in our spare time is help businesses to build brands through a company called DLT Digital Media. And so we we're just th- talking about some quick tips that we'd like for everyone to know. So we thought we'd just hop on and share them with you. And so. Um... You know, my wife, who, of course, is a project manager by trade, made us a nice little list here <laughs> of You will respect my list. Uh, that uh, she wanted to make sure we covered and talked to you all about. So uh, first on the list is... Feel. Feel, right? And so the, that conversation co- goes around, as you're building your brand, one of the key components is you need to think about what you want people to feel... Mm-hmm. Uh, about your brand when they when they see it, when they hear it, when they talk to their friends about it. Right. A lot of people will, will concentrate on the primary business that they're in. Like we sell widgets, we should be talking about widgets. But if those widgets are healthcare widgets that help people to breathe easier, which helps them to, you know, enjoy time with their kids, which helps or their grandchildren and how that fulfills them, then you're not necessarily in the widget business or the health business. You're in the spending time with your family business. And so that's what you need to talk about, because that's ultimately what's going to connect your clients to your product. And that's a that's a that's a really key insight there that uh, somebody like myself I'm, I'm more of a straight line thinker. A lot of times I'm uh, I'm not as abstract as my wife. I'm not a creative the way that she is, and so I miss that. I'm the guy that I'm talking about the widgets, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the thing, uh, and uh, the thing that my wife is talking about here. She's talking about sentiment. Right. Mm-hmm. She's talking about that, that innate thing that people may or may not be able to articulate, but that will inherently draw them back to your brand. And um, it is much easier said than done, but it's, it's definitely very important. And if you think about it, it's like you see commercials with kids in them selling medicine, right? Because it's not talking about the, the, the medicine. It's talking about playing with the children. It's talking about enjoying time with your family. It's talking about what you get back out of life when you solve X problem. And so that's the thing that marketers try to do is they try to get you to, they want to they want to identify your needs and talk about your needs but through your wants and through your desires. And so uh, it gets touchy feely but what you're really trying to attack is that or or get to is the part of the b- brain that's making the decision or deciding that it's necessary to make that decision. And so that's not the logical part. That's the part that is the emotional part that wants to to make a decision because now that is that that need has become a desire or that desire has become a need is what you're trying to get to absolutely and and kind of just uh closing the loop on that particular point uh there you know there's a couple of books we've been reading lately about you know mm-hmm. building brands and, and and telling a story and it also goes to a point that that was made in a book i read recently uh called uh kind of building a story brand which is basically don't talk about your business right so uh folks get a lost a lot of times in kind of talking about their product or talking about their service. Uh, but people don't want to hear that, right? 
um, it's not about your story. It's about your customer story. Right. And you need to put your brand or your service or your product or whatever it is at the center of the user story and talk to them about how what you do or what your thing is fits into their story. So focus on the customer story, not yours. In that book, um, Building a Story Brand, do you know who the author is? Not not offhand. Okay, so but building a story brand in it, one of the things he talks about is a hotel and how initially they had pictures of like of the building and that kind of thing, and they 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 switched the brand because they were told the company's like we want people to come here and relax. They, this is their their retreat, their spa, and so they started showing pictures of towels and the pool and that kind of thing, and their their bookings went up because you were connecting with the emotional need that the client has, and so that is very important to never lose side of that and to never devalue it yes it is absolutely important that you make great products but you also have to connect with people on on the level at which they will connect so true so next on the list is consistency so here we're meaning like every time i encounter your brand it should be building upon what i encountered last time when i talk to your people when i see your logo when i see an ad all those, I see a picture on Instagram that your company posted. All those things should be building to the same brand. It should never be off. You know, we hear a lot of, about it in politics, like going off message. Your, your, everything that your business puts out should be on message. Should be telling the same story, not necessarily in the same way, but it should have the the, the look and feel should be consistent across the every platform. Uh, absolutely, I definitely agree. Uh, on that time, uh, on that sentiment, you know, a lot of times you'll see brands, especially small businesses, folks just starting out trying to do their own thing, mm-hmm. get the hustle on, which I really respect. But a lot of times, as a as a customer or as a potential customer, I'll look at it and there's just no continuity to it. I just don't yeah. understand the story. I don't understand how these things all go together. Uh, they it it makes it appear as if they don't really understand who they are, and if they don't understand who they are, then how am I supposed to? To, to have any kind of, you know, build any kind of connection or value into the brand if they're exactly. not sure. And you know what a salient point you just brought up is that you're working too hard. You should never make the customer work hard to figure out what's going on here. What are they trying to say? What are they? What does this all mean? Like, that is not how, the way people, with all this information that people are constantly bombarded with having to figure out things, having to have your brain work harder to understand something, that thing immediately gets disregarded. Like if if you have a brand where somebody has to try to figure out who you are, what you mean, you're going to risk them alienating you in their mind. Definitely, definitely. And and I mean, and then basically what that comes down to is if your competitors figure out a better and simpler way to get their message across in a clear manner, Mm -hmm. then you lose. Yeah. Uh, So it's definitely uh, more than worth your time to figure out uh, how to refine what your message is, what your story is. Mm-hmm. Probably take more time than you think you should. Absolutely. Um, because uh, it is one of those foundational type of things that will pay off uh, in spades in the long term. Uh, just ask Apple, <laughs> exactly. ask Google, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ask these companies that uh, have effectively made a business of fitting you, uh, you know, into their story of having... And into their ecosystem, right? Uh, ecosystems, yeah. Um, but but definitely that continuity, right? A lot of times you can see an ad, and bef- you don't even have to see the Apple logo, right? You don't even have to see the you Google logo. 
you're like, man, this this just feels like. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what you want to try to get to with your brand, and because uh, we're all animals, like let's, <laughs> you know, we I think we try so hard to forget that that we're animals and we our instincts and emotions are 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 core to who we are as beings. One thing that I am thinking about as we're as you're talking about consistency is basic communication model M- message sender receiver message right like Mm -hmm. what we often forget in building brands is that we don't work to make sure that that message has been received in the way that we intended it to so in building your brand never be afraid of data and never ignore what the data is telling you amen (laughs) um yeah this is this is one so data right so i mean it's turned into a bit of a buzzword and particularly in the tech industry and, and 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 kind of writ large um, but I, I continue to be surprised at how often uh, organizations, companies, uh, you know, businesses, small businesses, whatever you, whatever it might be, ignore their own data, ignore the reality of what they're seeing uh, that's right in front of them, um, particularly when it doesn't fit whatever narrative they have preferred to build. And that's in, that happens a lot. Like there's a book out, um, How to Lie with Data. Have you heard of it? Yeah. And so you can make data tell you whatever you want it to say. So you can you can look at a, the same question from whatever slant you want. But the the value in a brand is in building your brand and building your business is looking at it for what it is and then using that to make strong, silent business decisions. Like put the emotions in trying to figure out what your customers are feeling. Take the emotions out of what they're saying. And that. Uh, is definitely something that I think is so true. You know, one of one of my favorite sayings my wife probably tell you I say it a lot is that uh, kind of ignoring the fact that something is happening mm-hmm. doesn't actually change the fact that it is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you want to believe or whether you like what your customers are saying or what your employees are saying or what you know anybody is saying what the market is saying um it doesn't change the fact that it's happening right uh and if you don't do something about it um you're probably going to be negatively impacted and depending on what industry you're in you you might not exist in the future uh if you're not able to adapt so do not uh under any circumstances ignore the facts of what is in front of you particularly if you don't like it take it head on and and address it and if that means pivoting if that means changing your entire business model mm-hmm. um a perfect example of that is actually slack right um you know slack did an not internal product right it based it, the guy who founded slack was basically uh originally in the video game business oh, wow. and slack was like a side tool they built to kind of do some things internally mm-hmm. uh and so uh the market told him that this video game effectively Kind of wasn't, wasn't it. Dud. <laughs> it wasn't going. It wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And he pivoted the entire thing, killed the game. He loved it, mm-hmm. but he, he listened to the market, pivoted into Slack into his own product, and the rest was history. And so you know, and I think that if you were to listen to what we're saying right now in a vacuum, you'd say, "Oh well, we don't want disruptors because disruptors come in and they look at information and it's saying that this is not a good idea." No, no, no. What disruptors are actually looking at is. Could this work? Could this thing be a way that something changes? What is the what is the data really telling us? So this I think makes room for disruption as opposed to a, takes you away from disruption. Like being honest about data. Definitely, definitely. I um I, I definitely uh, concur with that assessment. And uh, uh, one of the more recent uh, views I've I've seen on this uh, is related to fiat 
and their uh, you know previously or their uh, recently deceased former CEO uh, Sergio Marchioni. I probably I probably <laughs> messed that up. That was close enough. Man. But um, you know, there's a story uh, in um, uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, it's by the uh, founder of LinkedIn, uh, Reed Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's it called? Masters of Scale. Oh yeah, you do love Masters of Scale. And um, you know, he talks to the head of the Fiat family. And and the guy talks about them bringing in Sergio, and he I think he used to run their I want to say like the Lamborghini business that was under Fiat, mm-hmm. uh, maybe another one I could have got that wrong. But effectively, the thing that resonated with me about this story that he he tells about Sergio and how he came in and, and really turned Fiat around when uh, things didn't look so good, as he came in and he basically said that Sergio came in and kind of pulled no punches and he called him a truth teller, hmm. right? And he came in. <laughs> Shout out to truth tellers everywhere. <laughs> Every, everywhere. And, and, and just a, a quick point on that, folks, is that truth tellers are not, truth tellers are to be valued, right? Don't confuse truth tellers with critics that don't add any value. People that present critiques with no solutions that don't want to be a part of solutions. Truth tellers are the people that care enough to tell you the truth tell you what we what the organization or what you really need to hear and then they're also willing to get in the trenches with you and lead their lead lead the organization or the group or whoever towards a solution so I don't get them confused off, off topic a little bit right we have to make Maybe sure so. Rabbit hole. <laughs> we're talking about building brands here so let's let's go back to our to our list did you finish your point about masters of scale okay um so uh like we talked about feel and consistency don't worry, it's only a four-item list. The third thing is thinking long-term. So thinking about where your brand can go uh, beyond where you are right now. So we were just talking to um, Leslie about her health and wellness business, and we started talking about fitness attire. We started talking about water bottles and supplements and wellness products like candles. And, you know, so it's we, we talked about the, the entire gamut of, of what could be encompassed in her business. And I would, I would, if you're building a brand, not that you need to focus on those things now, but understand where your brand can go and be prepared for bigness. A large part of my career now is risk management. And people, when we talk about risk, we always talk about threats. But the other side of risk management is opportunities. So are you prepared for success? And if you keep an eye when you're building your brand on on long term, on where your brand can logically expand to, then you you're more likely to be prepared for success. Agree. I, I'm a I'm a roadmap guy. I'm a I'm a planner. Uh, I always like to try to map out where it is that we want to go or where where it is that we need to go. But when I'm designing a technical solution or building a product, uh, and I think that it helps to one focus you and uh, two keep you honest. Um, I always say, how keeping you honest is important. Exactly, because I always kind of say, how can you know if you're going in the right direction? How can you know if you're getting where you're supposed to get if you haven't really stated and put in writing where that actually is? So uh, definitely, you definitely want to start try to think, you know, uh, at least to some degree early on about where this thing can go, what are the potential offshoots. You see a lot of these companies coming in today, uh, a lot of these startups that you hear about, you know, whether it's the Snapchats and the you know, Instagram before Facebook bought them. Uh, and are you, I, I think I know what you're going to say. 
what's that? No profit plan. No profit plan, right? Yeah. Um, you know, how this, you gonna make money with this thing? Exactly. Ilya Goldrat, uh, the author of the a book called The Goal. What is the goal of business? The goal is to make money, people. Yeah, to make money. Um, and you so, know, that's the first thing you start teaching Right? Uh, so at some point, um, you know, you'll hear a lot of folks talking about uh, we won't get into startups or anything like that, but you know, growth and traction and scale. Yeah, up, up in the initial uh, parts, you definitely want to uh, think about uh, you know, focusing on that core product. But to my wife's point, don't lose track of the potential ways that your business could grow and change and evolve. Uh, and also, you know, doing that whole conversation around uh, opportunities uh, and threats. Right. And seeing who's on the horizon, there's always somebody coming up in the rear view. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you'll always want to try to find a way to try to keep that in the back of your mind and keep um, trying to anticipate um, what's going to happen in that area. You know, one of the stories that we were just recently talking about, and you'll remember his name, the guy I won't, the fireworks guy who owns the entire supply chain of fireworks in the U.S. Uh, uh, yes, the uh, don't remember his name it was a great article in like money. Or, yeah, uh, but it's out of Japan. He's out of Japan. Uh -huh.
if any of you guys will remember uh, any of your fans of Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat, uh, several months back, did a major update of their UI. Oh, people hated it. Uh, yeah, people hated oh, yeah, yeah. it. Um, and uh, people hated it. People kind of didn't get backlash and fierce. Uh, and Snapchat held, held strong. And if you look at what's happening today, uh, Instagram is crushing. Um, you know, because Instagram, as a juxtaposition to that, is a business that tends to listen to their customers. Um, so, I mean, there's there's always a time to go with your gut. Yes. Uh, there'll be strategic times where you need to make a call. But when your customers are telling you things in such huge kind of non ways you can't misinterpret it, you should listen. Listen, listen. I think in conclusion, listen, be honest, be real, be aspirational. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all right, folks, we're popping in on about the 22 and a half minute mark. Um, You know, we just wanted to kind of share with you all uh, some of our thoughts on these issues, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get your brain going, uh, get you thinking about some things, uh, maybe get some conversations going. Are there comments? Can people comment? They can actually, you know, leave notes and send us like video or voicemail. Leave us a note. We'll answer. (laughs) That'll be fun. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, as always, folks, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I'm Zoe. This is just my thoughts. Um,